0: sermon that will help you. In fact this morning as I revised my note and I read through the scriptures again the the message looked like a 10 hour message but I'm going to try again to compress it in 25 to 30 minutes. I want you to close your eyes and lift up your right hand and talk to God. This is the part 2 of what we started last week. Talk to God. Holy Spirit teach me this morning. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. Open up your spirit. Open up your spirit. In da la 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 basha la bakatas. Bel keze pre keze. Kagalama Mendo seta fa Menda sute ketea. Rapa pakata. makata. In the name of Jesus. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. your word. Thank you for changing our minds with your word this morning. I pray for the spirit of utterance and the anointing to speak your word in clarity and in simplicity for the understanding of my hearers. We thank you for the online watchers; that the same presence in this house will visit them wherever they are watching from. In Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap of praise. Finding success in the storms of life. Finding success through the storms of life. Part two. Finding success through the storms of life. I believe that this is not just a message. It's a prophecy to someone. Some of us are going through very wild situations. And God has heard your prayer and has given me this message in the form of a sermon, I may not mention your name, Ama, 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 me ba, me ba, me ba. but this message is a prophetic word to somebody. Hallelujah. There are two notable stories in the Bible that teaches us how to handle storms. One of the stories shows how not to handle a storm. The other story also shows how to go through a storm and come out victoriously and also how to be victorious in the storm. I'm talking about the story of Jonah and Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. The message will not end for you, but... (laughs) I know that's why we'll let you come next week. I'll end at a point where you want more. So be alert. Amen. We are generally going to look at the nature of these storms that came to these two great men. For information, these are men of God. Men who were close to God. Men who knew God. Men who understood God. Men who feared God. And they went through these two kinds of storms which we are about to discover. This message will open your eyes and give you a revelation that will help you come out of that storm. There are storms you don't pray against. You act rightly and you are fine. There are storms you can spend hours praying to bind. They will not bind. They will not stop. And maybe that is why you are still binding that storm. And it's not going away. You are shouting, out, out, out. And the storm is still there. Because there are things you bind and there are things you lose. I pray that this morning, God will open your eyes. In the name of Jesus. Both men were traveling on the boat. And found themselves in a very turbulent storm. On the sea. Now we move to the picture of Jonah's storm. Jonah chapter 1. I don't remember the last time you read Jonah, Lucy, 25 years ago. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. We will be reading through Jonah. So just follow when I give you the verse. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. So you see that Jonah was a spiritual man. Are you, are you here? No, you default. So the word of the Lord came the way it came to Elijah, came to Jeremiah, came to Ezekiel. The word of the Jonah is a minor prophet. When they say someone is a minor prophet, it's not in terms of the quantity of their work. It's the, it is just used to describe the number of books that is written about them in the Bible. So you see that Jonah, the book is very small. So they say minor prophet Hosea, Habakkuk, Nahum. So major prophet doesn't mean that you are more powerful than the minor prophet. It's just a description of what the the works that were recorded about you in the Bible. So they say Elijah is a major prophet because you can see a lot of things said about him. So Jonah was a minor prophet. It means that, I'm emphasizing that because sometimes we think that we go through storms because we are wicked we are evil. When you see somebody going through a storm, you think that the person is a bad person. So the Bible said, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, verse 2, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, that great city, and cry against it. So you can be very great, but God is against you. But man will not know. It's another message, I will not go there. He said, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So God came to Jonah and said, "Jonah, I want to send you to go and preach the gospel to the people of Nineveh because they have sinned too much against me. That if they don't repent, I will destroy them. But I don't want to destroy them because my people are there." Jonah heard the word of God. He he picked the call of God. He picked the call. He heard God's word. And he cut the (laughs) call. Jonah cut the call. Instead of Jonah taking a boat and heading to Nineveh, he took a boat and headed the opposite way. Because he wanted God to. Punish the people of Nineveh because they have tolerated, they are, they are uh, terrorized God's people, and he feels like God must punish them and kill them. Why should he go and preach for them to repent and God will not act? So he won't go. So Jonah took another boat, a boat, and went to the opposite direction. Jonah chapter 1, verse 3. He said, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish." From the presence of the Lord. Some of us, we run away from God's presence. When God needs us more, we, we disappear. Jonah left God's presence. And went down to Joppa and he found a sheep going to touch it. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshid from the presence of the Lord. He paid the fare to live. That is deep. He paid the fare. You can't blame the devil in this. He took money, paid the fare, and left God's presence. Worshiping God is difficult. Let me just go. I mean, I spoke to somebody and the person said, now my orientation has changed. I was very sad. He said, now she's a lesbian and doesn't believe in God. I was very sad. Jonah paid the fare and left God's presence. He headed to Tarshish Instead of going to Nineveh, he was on his way. So I'm giving you a very great background so that when we enter deep and close in 15 minutes, you will go home still meditating on the scriptures. So Jonah is a spiritual man. God spoke to him. Jonah, Jonah, rise up and go to Nineveh and preach the gospel so that the people will repent because their wickedness has come up against me or come up unto me. He didn't go. After a while on the sea, you see, when you disobey God, you don't see the repercussions immediately. When you disconnect yourself from God's presence, you don't see the consequences immediately. But you see, after a while, when the stored grace, when the stored favor, when the stored prosperity begins to diminish, like the prodigal son, When he left, he didn't suffer. Immediately he left, he was a millionaire. $13.5 million cash he was carrying away. Not in bank, cash. He didn't feel it. But after a while, he began to eat with pigs because he had no money to go to KFC. So after a while you will see that the consequences of your disobedience begins to weigh on you. When you disconnect, sometimes you can take a branch from a tree and cut it. Sometimes three days it is still green. But I can tell you 15 days, it will be dried up. It will be dried up. We must understand something that when we disconnect ourselves from the purposes of God, we will attract certain storms that can never be cast out by prayer. I want you to diagnose the type of storm you are going through. You will thank me for this message. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. After a while, the world's wind began to blow on the sea. See, there are different kinds of storms. There are storms that will come to you when you are in purpose. And there are storms that will come to you when you are in disobedience. We need to be able to diagnose it so that you can know what you you should endure and you must know which one you must act on. It is unwise to endure a storm that came to you because of disobedience. You would die. That is when you see people perishing, and being destroyed in their storms. A storm that is allowed by God is not meant to destroy you. But Sometimes it's meant to shape you. It is meant to prepare you. It is meant to build you up. It is meant to awaken you for greater purpose. But if the storm destroys a believer, it's because the believer refused or ignorantly did not know that he had to reconnect to the source of his strength. Today, I pray for you that any storm you are going through, may the Lord shine his light on your revelation and your mind that the wisdom of God will teach you what to do after this service. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. So Jonah was in the boat and was at the bottom of the boat sleeping. You can be following me with the scripture. So when he entered the boat and the storm was up, Donna went at the bottom and was sleeping. until storm. Are you following me? This kind of sleep is not the one that there is a storm and Jesus is around and you are asleep. This one is carelessness. I don't care. Attitude. I don't care. If I die, I die. Or die, be die. I don't care. I'm not going to Nunavut to preach. In his error, he was so proud. He slept on God. Some of us, you can be heading onto to distraction. God will be warning you. You don't care. Only for you to fall into a ditch and break your leg. There are warning signs on the wall. You don't care. Jonah, the men on the boat found Jonah sleeping they were shocked and when they saw Jonah they saw that Jonah was not I told you Jonah was a prophet so when they saw Jonah they knew that Jonah was not ordinary they came to Jonah and Jonah was asleep and they said everybody should pray they told the men on the boat, everybody pray to your God. And they came to Jonah. They said, Jonah, pray to your God, big J. The rest, when they said the men should pray to their God, it was Jane. But when they were speaking to Jonah, you see, the thing you are going through, others are watching you and they expect a good result. The storm you are going through, there are people looking at you and they have so much belief in you that if you come out with a bad result, you will break their hearts. He came to Jonah and said, Jonah, oh yeah, you don't look ordinary. You, you look like him. Someway, somehow, the people saw that Jonah was a man of God, but he was not behaving as such. He was, conne- he was a child of God, but he was not behaving as, as such. When you are going through storms, one of the things you should remember is that you are a child of God. God that created the heavens and the earth. The most wise, the all-wise God. He is our Father. So when you are going through a storm, you are not going through a storm helpless. You are not going through a storm as an orphan. You are not going through the storm as someone who has no help. When you are going through a storm, remember that your Father is in heaven. And find out why the storm so you see, I don't know what has happened. I don't know what I've done. I don't know why God is doing this. You don't need to be asking questions. You need to find out what to do. I thought you were clapping.
1: You need to find out
0: what to do because your questions will not help anyone. When you get to know what to do, that is when everybody around you will be blessed. I'm praying for you that you will not bow down to the pressure of the storm that you are going through. I'm praying for you that you'll be like the eagle. The waves of this storm will rather lift you up than bring you down. Give the Lord a clap, offering someone. Jonah still was was determined to run away from God. So he entered into the first level of disobedience. He can't God's call. He did not respond to the call of God. The second disobedience, he joined a boat to touch it. The third disobedience, when he saw the storm, he knew that it was because of him, but he didn't care. He didn't care. Some of you, your family should not be going through what they are going through now if you connected well with the presence of God, at the age of 40, 45, if you are not a savior in your family, then you have cost your family. Yes. At the age where you can determine things in your life, if you are not seen as a savior in your family, you have disconnected yourself from God's presence and God's purposes. The storms that are in your family may be because of an irresponsible spiritual Christian who doesn't care what is happening to his nephews, his nieces, his family. Who doesn't care? As long as he can pray in tongues and wear a suit and come to church, as long as he can hear from God, as long as he can sing the letter songs, as long as he can blow tongues, he's okay. He's an irresponsible Christian. Jonah knew that because of him, the storm, innocent people's lives were at risk to the point that they started throwing things out of the boat. Even food was thrown out. Food. If food was being thrown out, it tells you the intensity of the storm. Look, the storm you are going through, people have gone through it. Some died, some survived. I pray you will survive your own. I thought you would say a bigger amen. amen. If you are throwing food away from a boat, It should tell you that the storm is no joke. You you may be going through very tough moments emotionally. And storms are always attached to your emotions. Storms are always attached to your will. And storms are always attached to your decisions. A storm can push you to take a decision. That will be very foolish. A storm can push you to be resolute on a decision. That is very wise. You need to pay attention to the storms that you are going through. In the midst of the storm, if you don't take care, the current of the storm will carry you to a wrong direction. I came to awaken your spiritual conscience. I came to awaken your spiritual conviction that this storm you are going through is not there to destroy you, but it has come to embolden and empower you for your next level. Somebody shout, I am ready for my next level. And give the Lord a good clap offering. Now they came to Jonah, give me verse 11, verse 10 to 12 quickly. He said, Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that the, he fled from the presence of God, because he had told them. Verse 11. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wroth, and was tempestuous Verse 12. And he said unto them, listen to what Jonah told them. There, you see, you can enter into a dimension of disobedience that you will look like the devil. A prophet looking like he 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 was just adamantly, foolishly, unwisely adamant. He was ready to disobey God to the point of death. Listen to what he told them: take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea become unto you. There are some donors in your boat. You need to throw them away. You'll be there and gaze at me. You got to pick them and throw them out. <laughs> as long as they are with you, the storm will never be over. You can sing, Our Kelly It will never be over. He is now going through his th- storms, the most hardest moment of his life. And we pray for him that he survives. Yeah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Yeah. It is easy to sing, but it's not easy to face the reality. Yeah. Lord, you are my everything. Are you sure? It's easy to sing. The storm is over. Storm is. He is in the storm. The last time I saw him, I was bleeding. They are beating him in prison. The beating, rough, rough. Al Kelly, will Al Kelly. Look, if today you are up in life, calm down. Just calm down, because a storm can blow, and you see your billions flying in the air, going. You cannot catch them. Jonah said throw me into the sea and the storm will stop the people were afraid they hesitated and they had to pray to God God forgive us when we do this one don't use it against us because we know that this man is a man of God never touch a man of God no matter how unwise you think he looks like yeah never never touch a man of God they had to beg God that this one we beg God don't use it against us we are come to catch your servant and throw him into the sea. Don't record it against us. And then, when the storm was so strong, they couldn't stand it again. To look at over fifty people die because of one person. Let the person go. They took Jonah and threw him away. But you see, at the third level of disobedience, God will never give up on you. Yeah. So God, the Bible said, God prepared a fish. Not a fish. The, the Bible didn't say a fish swallowed him Give me that verse if you are smart. No. Now, the Lord had prepared not a small fish, because a small fish would have suffocated. But in the big fish is a mansion. Four bedrooms. <laughs> there are some of us, eh, no matter what you do, God will never cancel his purpose concerning your life. That is why you can see a criminal today. Don't call him a bad man. There is something good in him clouded by disobedience. The day the disobedience is dealt with, you will see the true person of the person. Yeah. That is why Atai do you know Atai? Atai robs daylight. Daylight. He will take your car tell hotel Attai is in this house, this room. They saw him enter. You enter, nobody is there. That is Attai. The police were afraid to arrest The soldiers. Today, where is Attai? A pastor of Pentecost in awan prison. Yeah. So in the highest level of disobedience of Jonah, God had prepared a fish. I'm praying for somebody by the mercy of God. No matter the level of your disobedience to God, may the devil not prepare a devilish fish to swallow you, but may God Himself prepare a fish to swallow you to preserve you for the season because of the season He has prepared ahead of you. Receive this prophetic word over your life if it was a devilish fish that swallowed him, you don't believe in certain things. A face can be sent. A face. A face. A car can be sent. Why don't you buy a home used car and there'll be 10 million dollars in the car? Ah, look at you. Don't have faith. I receive it for myself. If God can use a face, He can use a car. You buy, you order from Canada. Simple Corolla. 50 million dollars, the I pray for you. May you see such a miracle. I said, May you see such a miracle. Give the Lord a clap from someone Nobody has anointed the fish before, but God used him. I pray for you that the next suspend, the next utensils you are buying, when you open it, there will be 50 million dollars inside. Yeah. Hallelujah. If I follow your amen, amen, we won't close. Let me do seven minutes and end prematurely. I told you I won't finish. Finally, Jonah in the belly of the fish repented. He began to talk to God. He repented. Began to talk to God. And God said, go back. He went back. When he preached, the whole town The whole time, God repented. There are great works in us. The storm you are seeing may be indications of the consequences of your disobedience. If you can begin to repent and ask God for forgiveness and ask God for restoration, the storms that your enemies are using to jubilate over you, in seconds, it will disappear. And the real you that God has ordained will begin to manifest. COVID-19 did not come to disgrace the church. It came to glorify the name of the Lord. I prophesy that next year, the glory that the Lord will release over us as a church and as individuals, it will shock our enemies. I pray for you that any storm you are going through, it will not have the capacity to swallow you. Somebody give the Lord a good clap offering. Let me do something with Apostle Paul in five minutes. Paul was ambushed and arrested for preaching the gospel. He was ambushed and arrested. The, Romans, the Roman Empire arrested him. And then he, because he was a citizen of Rome, he was a, 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 a Roman by birth of citizenship. You know, you can be, you can be, you know, there are Togolese who are born in Ghana and they become citizens. There are Ghanaians. When their wives are pregnant, they find themselves in certain countries to just deliver. And then their the children will become citizens. Are you with me, somebody? Mm-hmm. So, though he's a Ghanaian, he has something, something citizenship. So, um, um, Apostle Paul was a Jew, but by citizenship, he was a Roman. And when they arrested him, he asked for a hearing with Caesar. So, they said, okay, let's take a boat and go to Caesar. And this is a man in assignment. This is a man preaching the gospel. Look, when, when you are going through storm as a good person, don't be over pompous to disgrace God. Eh, I've been doing this for God. Long time, he doesn't want to give me a child. Long time, he doesn't want to give me my husband. Long time, he doesn't want to bless me with a car. Please, somebody was preaching the gospel in and they arrested him. When they arrested you, they are not just going to feed you and put out. They will beat you. Where, where? He said, "Before you accuse me, give me a hearing with Caesar." So, whilst they were going on his way on the boat, a storm—another type of storm. This type of storm is not demonic. You see, there are some storms you have been buying, there are demonic storms. Fine, I agree. But I can promise you 95% of the storms you are going through are not demonic. This was a natural storm on the sea. That came against Paul and the people with him in the boat. Please follow. I'm ending in four minutes. They were in the boat together, the storm came. Yes, maybe, because of the purpose of God on Paul, it attracted a certain kind of storm. That's fine. You can argue that. But the Bible never recorded that it was a storm sent by the devil. Neither was it sent by God. It was just a natural storm. I came to prophesy over your life. Whether you face a demonic storm, a storm from the camp of God. A storm that is natural. You have the grace and the tenacity to withstand and to overcome. I pray in the name of Jesus, your losses in the storm will not overshadow the blessing the storm will come with. Somebody shout, oh Lord, help me, Lord. Give the Lord a mighty clap, of friend. So in the deep sea, they came and there was a storm. Acts chapter 27 verse 20 to 25. Give me the GNT. Let me read through and then we end with a few commentary. For many days we could not see the sun on the stars. And the wind kept on blowing very hard. We finally gave up all hope of being saved. 21. After everyone had gone a long time without food, Paul stood before them and said, you see, in the midst of the storm, some of you, if you keep quiet, many people will die around you. If you also become more <laughs> we are going eh, we are going away. In the midst of the storm, when everybody was depressed, Paul stood up, may you stand up. eh? when everybody is cast down, may you be the one to stand up and speak as the champion and speak as the anointed one and speak as the one who has faith and trust in what God can do in the storm. When your husband is down, you got to look into his eyes and say, I know God is coming through for us. Be strong. When your wife is down, you got to look through her eyes and say there is help coming. Paul stood up and said, ah, man, when, when you are, we are all done, you, you, you are coming to cry. <laughs> if you cannot encourage us, shut up. Yeah. If you cannot, so in the midst of the storm, in the last message in this series, I'm going to show you some tactics to take in the midst of the storm. Paul stood up. You should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete. Then we would have avoided all this damage and loss. But now, you see, I know you have disobeyed God yesterday. But today, if you can listen to Him, He can still rewrite your story. I'm talking to somebody. He can't rewrite the story. But now I beg you, <laughs> take courage. Take courage. Not one of you will lose your life. Only the ship will be destroyed. How possible? Will be lost. How, how possible? If you think, Mr. Bongo, if you think about it, uh, it's not logical. We are in the ship. You are saying none of us will be destroyed. By the simple. You see, when God is working with you, if you don't drop your sociology and mathematics, you'll be confused. Because when he speaks, he has already created. But in the mind of man, man cannot comprehend. I'm praying for somebody, and I give you a prophetic word. Whatever you are going through, you will survive it. You will come out successfully in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a good clap of faith. For last night, he had an encounter and it reflected in his reaction. Jonah too had an encounter. He didn't reflect. You see, there are too many spiritual people who are doing nothing. You have heard God and heard God and heard God. Nothing. Every day, deep, deep. Preach on deep, deep. Mm, mm. Ha. Nothing is coming out of your life. You are rather becoming more rebellious the more you are increasing in revelation you are becoming more rebellious paul got up he also had one encounter he said last night an angel of the lord to whom i belong and whom i worship came to me and said don't be afraid paul you must stand before the emperor and God, you see you must whatever storm has come to cast short your glory, it will not succeed. I said it will not succeed. You will get to your destination. You manifest destiny in the name of Jesus. You must stand before emperor. And God in his goodness to you has spared the lives of all those who are sailing with you. I want to pause here. Listen to me, somebody. You cannot treat everybody in your life the same. You cannot treat everybody in your life the same. Put it down and put it down. You have to treat people fairly. You cannot. You can scream on your gay boy, but you cannot scream on your wife. Because of Paul and his connection with his God, All the people in the boat were safe. You joke with Paul, all of you will die. There are some people you can walk out on them. There are some people when you walk out of them, you are walking out of destiny. Yeah. So he said, an angel appeared to me and said, nobody in this boat because I must stand before the emperor. If you fail, many people will fail. If you let this storm cross you, many people will be crushed. You have no idea. The last I was listening to Reverend Eastwood, and he said, people say, he, eh, when he lost his children, he was not passionate, he doesn't have it. He said, no, no, no. You see, you see, if I break down, many people will break down. What you are going through, Lucy, bless Eddie, Abigail, Prince. What you are going through. If you stopped, yeah, Prince, you just graduated. Don't you have a story? You nearly gave up, but I kept encouraging you. You nearly gave up, but somewhere, somehow, now you have your graduate certificate. you, you could have given up. And had very logical reasons, which sympathizers will say, mm, said. don't gather in the midst of sympathizers. They will kill your vision and your glory. You don't need sympathizers, you need provokers. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to have a penina who will say things to break you and, and provoke you. If your relatives look at you and say you are the most useless relative we have ever seen in this family, when you go home, go and lie down and think about it. What did they see that they called you useless? And act on it, because when you act on it and you become useful, you will not only have a say in family meeting; you have your way. I thought you are clever. I want you to close your eyes because of time and talk to God in one minute. I don't know the kind of storm you are going through. But talk to God. The storm is not bigger than your God. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Talk to him. Maybe some of you, you think you're at your wit end, but talk to God. He's there. Everybody thinks that is your fault. But if even it is your fault, like Jonah, God can redeem. God can redeem. God can redeem. May the Lord give you that wisdom. May the Lord anoint you to survive this storm. Receive success. Receive victory. Receive joy. Receive laughter. Receive a breakthrough. Yeah, coming out of the storm with victory and with gladness. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Celebrate God. Hallelujah.